So is Hardwell's new sound techno. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Freak Beats EDM podcast. This is Johnny Walker and this is episode 198. And we're going to take you back to the history of techno because I need to understand whether Hardwell's set at Ultra Miami was techno or not. And I believe not. So stay tuned. We're going to start our history way back where techno originated from. And that is Detroit in the US. You had three youths there that came together. They had the same common interest, they went to the same high school, and they started composing music. One of them was called Juan Atkins, the other was called Kevin Saunderson, and the last was Derek May. You're gonna listen some of the earlier tracks. Ready, one, two, three, four. Oh, 
This is what techno is about. You just heard three tracks from Juan Atkins, who is called the originator or the godfather of techno, because he made the first tracks and he was the older of the three. Then you listened to a track by Kevin Saunderson, and finally you listened to a track from Derek May. Derek May was the innovator because he apparently produced the most innovative music among the three, and Kevin Saunderson was called the elevator because his track, Good Life as Inner City, was a huge hit in the UK in 1988 and it was a crossover hit and made techno a popular world. The way they described techno was a combination of early electronic music, in particular uh, European electronic music like Kraftwerk, combined with the funk of George Clinton. So you have electro or electronic music plus funk, you got techno. This is what techno is about. It's this sort of funky electronic music. And then you may think to yourselves, well, isn't everything electronic music in dance music today? And isn't everything a little bit funky? Yeah, but techno had this particular vibe to it where it was like you were listening to robots making love. It was almost like machine-like. And this is how I perceive techno and everybody who's been in the scene forever perceived techno. Following that first way, you had more people in Detroit who followed on the on the steps. One of the most important groups that emerged in the late 80s was Underground Resistance.
You've just heard a couple of really important tracks from Underground Resistance to understand how that early sound that we played earlier on evolved into this more aggressive type of or more dynamic type of techno. Underground Resistance was a group composed of three members, Matt, Mike, who we never have seen his face to date, also Robert Hood and Jeff Mills. Jeff Mills is, in my opinion, the most technically adept DJ in the world, undisputably, so not in just my opinion. And Robert Hood continues being an amazing DJ and and playing music even today. And we're going to hear another single of them later on. Thank you. 
Somehow, techno became a dirty word, though, in the 90s. And this is because of what you're going to listen right now. heard was commercial pop electronic dance music I guess that emerged in Central Europe Germany Holland Belgium around 1990 they basically wrote on on the popularity of techno and they made these monstrosities and all the journalists back then they were li- they were calling this techno and for techno purist and I will call myself a techno purist this was an abomination so we'll be getting quite a little bit upset about calling this too unlimited techno. Even if today if you go to a subreddit like r Force last techno, you'll see that people are very purist about this particular brand or, or sub-genre of electronic dance music. I'm not sure why, but this is how it is. So let's keep on calling things, if they're black, black, if they're white, white, if they're up, up, and if they're down, down, and that's it, and not just call black white or white is black like some people want us to do at the same time the the sound was evolving and as it crossed over from detroit and it kind of lost its magic there or its popularity the popularity as we said increased in central europe and there was one legendary record label called rns that showed us the way take a listen to this <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
You've just heard of Joy Beltram's four tracks from his original extended play that came out in 1990 in RNS, and you heard that sound that basically transformed the dance floors of Central Europe. And even today, when you have DJs, girls like Amelie Lenz and Charlotte DeWitt, and even Dimitri Vegas and like Mike playing Bonsai Records in Belgium, this is where the sound originates from. This was the origins of that sound. That, what was called hardcore techno, or the Belgian sound, became so, so popular, and we were fighting to get our hands on the latest 12-inch by RNS every time it would come out. And people who had promos, as they were called, they were really lucky. I hope you appreciate it. Why? Moving forward, we have since this early 90s, and after that again, the the sound mutated, and in the UK it became this hardcore techno forward slash jungle forward slash drum and bass. And I'm sure you cannot find the link between what you just said and drum and bass, but trust me, there is a link, and I'm here to tell you the story of how one transformed to the other, if you're interested. And in Central Europe, techno remained as techno, but also it got transformed into trance. And this was all happening around 1992. So since then, we have 28 years where techno more or less did not evolve, but remained the same. Remained this stripped-down metallic sound with loads of percussions, loads of weird analog synths. Most of the times not being melodic, most of the times not having vocals even, though in the last few years there's been a attempt, thanks to some Swedish producers, to make what's called business techno, so infuse some vocals and make it more commercial, and I think they succeeded in that attempt. But more or less techno remained the same. So, if you remember, I mentioned earlier a producer called Robert Hood, so take a listen at his very latest release this month. As you could hear, there was no much difference. 
So now that we have all established and agreed that what techno sounds like, and yes, there's been permutations throughout the years, and you have minimal techno, and you have business techno, and you have techno trance, and all these things, but you know where this is getting to. Let's just listen to the latest release by Hardwell. So my question to you is, is this techno? I trust by the small introspection that we've done earlier on that you can see the differences. I can't conceive what has happened. Some idiot journalists who possibly start listening to dance music the last year or so and doesn't understand anything just labeled the set of hardware as techno and then everybody who obviously in 2022 everybody copy paste uh, on the internet they all labeled that performance as techno. No. Hardwell's set was not techno. Hardwell's set was the same sound as he had when he left in 2018 with a small change. It was stripped from most vocals. It did not have this pop element. So you could say this was a less commercial big room sound. I would agree with that. But anything else in the production that you heard, the claps, the snares, the cymbals, the breakdowns, everything else was there was exactly the same as before. So, no, his performance was not techno, his new release was not techno, but Hardwell is a master of marketing. <laughs> 
let's be further. So what he did is he came up doing his ultra set three years down the line or f- almost four years down the line. He had to show something new. Now his sound has not evolved, right? He made a little bit of a difference, a bit li- less commercial. It's not even different in BPM. It's not even different in aggressiveness. It's just the same thing with less vocals. So he decided to market this as a new sound. And I'm not sure whether in his press release he put, I'm doing techno now. And then everybody, all the parrot journalists who, who don't know jack shit of this scene, just copy pasted and then made the releases. And then everybody believed that Hardwell is making techno or whatever happened. I'm just not sure. But he came up with a new tour, Rebels Never Die. So he, I guess, markets himself as a rebel because he changed his sound somehow and he became less commercial, more in touch with his real self, you know, kind of maybe what Avicii never managed to do because he died early. And there you go. And now we have the techno sound of Hardwell, my fucking ass. I'm sorry for this, but it's not techno. Hardwell, matey, Robert, you and techno, mate. Let's just close this podcast before I lose it with some real techno shit from Underground Resistance, a live performance from 1992. Just listen to this. You all been waiting for... 100% hardcore, ladies and gentlemen, underground resistance, 